Chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Of Catina Aurea, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 1, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Now in the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip tetrarch of Ituria, and of the region of Traconitus, and Licinius, the tetrarch of Abilene, Annas and Caiaphas being the high priests, the word of God came unto John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. Gregory, the time at which the forerunner of the Savior received the word of preaching, is marked by the names of the Roman sovereign and the princes of Judea. As it follows, now in the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, etc. For because John came to preach him who was to redeem some from among the Jews and many from among the Gentiles, therefore the time of his preaching is marked out by making mention of the king of the Gentiles and the rulers of the Jews. But because all nations were to be gathered together in one, one man is described as ruling over the Roman state, as it is said, the reign of Tiberius Caesar. Greek Expositor, for the Emperor Augustus being dead, from whom the Roman sovereigns obtained the name Augustus, Tiberius being his successor in the monarchy, was now in the fifteenth year of his receiving the reins of government. Origin, in the word of prophecy spoken to the Jews alone, the Jewish kingdom only is mentioned as the vision of Isaiah in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. But in the gospel, which was to be proclaimed in the whole world, the empire of Tiberius Caesar is mentioned, who seemed the lord of the whole world. But if the Gentiles only were to be saved, it were sufficient to make mention only of Tiberius. But because the Jews also must believe, the Jewish kingdom, therefore, or tetrarchs, are also introduced as it follows, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, and Herod Tetrarch, etc. Gregory, because the Jews were to be scattered for the crime of treachery, the Jewish kingdom was shut up into parts under several governors. According to that saying, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Bede, Pilate was sent in the twelfth year of Tiberius to make the government of the Jewish nation and remained there for ten successive years, almost until the death of Tiberius. But Herod and Philip and Lysanus were the sons of that Herod in whose reign our Lord was born. Between these and Herod himself, Archelaus, their brother, reigned ten years. He was accused by the Jews before Augustus and perished in exile at Vienna. But in order to reduce the Jewish kingdom to greater weakness, Augustus divided into tetrarchies. Gregory, because John preached him who was to be at the same time both king and priest, Luke the Evangelist has marked the time of that preaching by the mention not only of kings but also of priests. As it follows, under the high priests Annas and Caiaphas, Bede, both Annas and Caiaphas, when John began his preaching, were the high priests. But Annas held the office that year, Caiaphas the same year in which our Lord suffered on the cross. Three others had held the office in the intervening time, 
but these two, as having particular reference to our Lord's Passion, are mentioned by the Evangelist. For at that time of violence and intrigue, the commands of the law being no longer in force, the honor of the high priest's office was never given to merit or high birth, but the whole affairs of the priesthood were managed by the Roman power. For Josephus relates that Valerianus Gratius, when Aeneas was thrust out of the priesthood, appointed Ishmael high priest, the son of Baphas, but not long after casting him off, he put in his place Eleazar, the son of the high priest Ananias. After the space of one year, he expelled him also from the office and delivered the government of the high priesthood to a certain Simon, son of Caiaphas, who holding it not longer than a year, had Joseph, whose name also was Caiaphas, for his successor, so that the whole time during which our Lord is related to have taught is included in the space of four years. Ambrose, the Son of God, being about to gather together the church, commences his work in his servant. And so it is well said, the word of the Lord came to John, that the church should begin not from man, but from the word. But Luke, in order to declare that John was a prophet, rightly used these words. The word of the Lord came to him. He adds nothing else, for they need not their own judgment who are filled with the word of God. By saying this one thing, he is therefore declared all. But Matthew and Mark desired to show him to be a prophet, by his raiment, his girdle, and his food. Chrysostom, the word of God here is mentioned, was a commandment, for the son of Zacharias came not of himself, but God moved him. Theophylact, through the whole of the time until his showing himself, he was hid in the wilderness, that no suspicion might arise in men's minds, that from his relation to Christ, and from his intercourse with him, from a child, he would testify such things of him. And hence he said, I knew him not. Gregory of Nyssa, who also entered this life at once in the spirit and power of Elias, removed from the society of men, in uninterrupted contemplation of invisible things, that he might not, by becoming accustomed to the false notions forced upon us by our senses, fall into mistakes and errors in the discernment of good men. And to such a height of divine grace was he raised, that more favor was bestowed upon him than the prophets. For from the beginning even to the end, he ever presented his heart before God, pure and free from every natural passion. Ambrose, again the wilderness is the church itself, for the barren has more children than she who has an husband. The word of the Lord came, that the earth which was before barren might bring forth fruit unto us. Verses 3 through 6. And he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be brought low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways shall be made smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Ambrose, the word came, and the voice followed, for the word first works inward, then follows the office of the voice. 
as it is said, and he went into all the country about Jordan. Origin. Jordan is the same as descending, for there descends from God a river of healing water. But what parts would John be traversing but the country lying about Jordan, that the penitent sinner might soon arrive at the flowing stream, humbling himself to receive the baptism of repentance? For it is added, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Gregory, it is plain to every reader that John not only preached the baptism of repentance, but to some also he gave it. Yet his own baptism he could not give for the remission of sins. Chrysostom, for as the sacrifice had not yet been offered up, nor had the Holy Spirit descended, how could remission of sins be given? What is it, then, that St. Luke means by the words, for the remission of sins, seeing the Jews were ignorant and knew not the weight of their sins, because this was the cause of their evils, in order that they might be convinced of their sins and seek a Redeemer. John came exhorting them to repentance, that being thereby made better and sorrowful for their sins, they might be ready to receive pardon. Rightly then, after saying that he came preaching the baptism of repentance, he adds, for the remission of sins, as if he should say the reason by which he persuaded them to repent was that thereby they would the more easily obtain a subsequent pardon, believing on Christ. For if they were not led by repentance, in vain could they ask for grace, other than as a preparation for faith in Christ. Gregory, or John is said to preach the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins, because the baptism which was to take away sin, as he could not give, he preached, just as the incarnate word of the Father preceded the word of preaching, so the baptism of repentance, which was able to take away sin, preceded John's baptism, which could not take away sin. Ambrose, and therefore many say that St. John is a type of the law, because the law could denounce sin, but could not pardon it. Gregory Nazianzus, to speak now of the difference of baptisms. Moses indeed baptized, but in the water, the cloud, and the sea, but this was done figuratively. John also baptized, not indeed according to the Jewish rite, for he baptized not only with water, but also for the remission of sins, yet not altogether spiritually, for he adds not in the Spirit. Jesus baptizes, but with the Spirit, and this is perfect baptism. There is also a fourth baptism, namely by martyrdom and blood, by which also Christ himself was baptized, and which is so far more glorious than the others, as it is not sullied by repeated acts of defilement. There is also a fifth, the most painful, according to which David every night washed his bed and his couch with tears. It follows, as it is written in the book of Isaiah the prophet, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Ambrose John the forerunner of the word is rightly called the voice, because the voice being inferior precedes the word, which is more excellent, follows. Gregory, John cries in the desert because he brings the glad tidings of redemption to deserted and forsaken Judea. But what he cries is explained in the words, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, for they who preach true faith and good works. What else do they then prepare the way for the Lord's coming into the hearts of the hearers, that they might make the paths of God straight, forming pure thoughts in the mind by the word of good preaching? 
origin. Or, a way must be prepared in our heart for the Lord. For the heart of man is large and spacious, if it has become clean. For imagine not that, in the size of the body, but in the virtue of the understanding, consists that greatness which must receive the knowledge of the truth. Prepare then in thy heart, by good conversation, a way for the Lord, and by perfect works pursue the path of life, that so the word of God may have free course in thee. Basil, and because a path is a way trodden down by those that have gone before, and which former men have worn away, the word bids those who departed from the zeal of their predecessors repeatedly pursue it. Chrysostom, but to cry, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, was not the office of the king, but of the forerunner. And so they called John the voice, because he was the forerunner of the word. Cyril, but suppose someone should answer, saying, How shall we prepare the way of the Lord, or how shall we make his path straight? since so many are the hindrances to those who wish to lead an honest life. To this the word of prophecy replies, There are some ways and paths, by no means easy to travel, being in some places hilly and rugged, and others steep and precipitous, to remove which, it says, every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill shall be brought low. Some roads are most unequally constructed, and while in one part rising, in another sloping downwards, are very difficult to pass. And here he adds, and the crooked ways shall be made straight, and the rough ways shall be made smooth. But this was in a spiritual manner brought to pass by the power of our Savior, for formally to pursue an evangelical course of life was a difficult task. For men's minds were so immersed in worldly pleasures, but now that God, being made man, has condemned sin in the flesh, all things are made plain, and the way of going has become easy, and neither hill nor valley is an obstacle to those who wish to advance. Origin, for when Jesus had come and sent his Spirit, every valley was filled with good works, and the fruits of the Holy Spirit, which if thou hast, thou wilt not only cease to become a valley, but will begin also to be a mountain of God. Gregory of Nyssa, or by the valleys he meant the quiet, habitual practice of virtue, as in the Psalms, the valleys shall be filled with corn. Origen, he denounces the haughty and arrogant by the name of mountains, whom Christ has brought low, but by the hills he implies the reckless, not only because of the pride of their hearts, but because of the barrenness of despair, for the hill produces no fruit. Origen, or you may understand the mountains and hills to be hostile powers which have been overthrown by the coming of Christ. Basil, but as the hills differ from the mountains in respect of height, and other things they are the same, so also the adverse powers agree indeed in purpose, but are distinguished from one another in the enormity of their offenses. Gregory, or the valley when filled increases, but the mountains and hills when brought low decrease, because the Gentiles by faith in Christ receive fullness of grace, but the Jews by their sin of treachery have lost that wherein they boasted. For the humble receive a gift, because the hearts of the proud they keep afar off. Chrysostom. Or, by these words, he declares the difficulties of the law to be turned into the easiness of faith, as if he said, No more toils and labors await us, 
but grace and remission of sins make an easy way to salvation. Gregory of Nyssa, or he orders the valleys to be filled, the mountains and hills to be cast down, to show that the rule of virtue neither fails from want of good, nor transgresses from excess. Gregory, but the crooked places are become straight when the hearts of the wicked, perverted by a course of injustice, are directed to the rule of justice. But the rough ways are changed to smooth, when fierce and savage dispositions, by the influence of divine grace, return to gentleness and meekness. Chrysostom, he then adds the cause of these things, saying, And all flesh shall see, etc., showing that the virtue and knowledge of the gospel shall be extended even to the ends of the world, turning mankind from savage manners and perverse wills to meekness and gentleness. Not only Jewish converts, but all mankind shall see the salvation of God. Cyril, that is, of the Father who sent his Son our Savior, but the flesh here is taken for the whole man. Gregory, or else all flesh, i.e., every man cannot see the salvation of God in Christ in this life. The prophet therefore stretches his eye beyond to the last day of judgment, when all men, both the elect and retrobate, shall equally see him. End of chapter 3, verses 1 through 6.